Greetings, everybody. Today's episode of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess has been cancelled because the hosts have been murdered. Just kidding, everybody, but it is a Halloween <laughs> episode of the Landlord Tenant Podmess. Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the very much alive other host, Tenant Michael. And James, even though I knew we had that little surprise planned for the audience... Hearing you say that we were found murdered, it did scare the hell out of me. And I had to pinch myself to make sure I was still alive. Doesn't that sound crazy? It's true. That does sound crazy. Well, people don't know, but um, that little gag took us about a week to come up with <laughs> and plan. Um, so it might seem like not a big deal when you're listening yeah. in your ear- AirPods walking down the street, but that actually took a lot yeah. of work and um, a lot of time. And there were some legalities that we had to clean up before we could uh, mm-hmm. feel confident that we could say that without uh, opening ourselves to lawsuits. That's or, right. Legally, know. I had to make sure my will uh, was in order before mm-hmm. um, putting that out there on podcast. So a lot of stuff. But um, yeah. how's it going, Mike? So so we're, we're going to do um, our intro today with a little bit of a Halloween flair and a bit of a Halloween theme. And that's yeah, kind of fun. Little- a little scarier than usual. Usually we're very straight ahead, you know, just the facts, <laughs> ma'am. But this week, in honor of Halloween, the spookiest holiday of all, we're going to let our hair Except, down a uh, bit. Except Christmas, if you're like me and you're uh, anti-religion. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, this intro this week is all about Halloween. So if you're easily frightened, or if you're a boy or a girl uh, under the age of 18, you might not want to listen to this. Yeah, that's right, unless you're cool. Um, now we're here in this apartment. It's got Halloween decorations everywhere that Mike has yes. spent a lot of time, uh, looks like putting up, mm-hmm. um, happy Halloween. I see on the wall there and Mike and I are, oh, and you've got little bowls with, um, funny, uh, like grapes and stuff. I guess that's supposed to feel like eyeballs, right? Yeah. Halloween feel box as they call them. It's so, so peeled grapes. You know, you, you put a blindfold on, you put your friend's hand in the bowl of grapes and you say, oh, it's eyeballs or... Uh, you have a bowl of uh, spaghetti, and you say, oh, it's guts. Or you have raisins, and you say, oh, it's like uh, boogers. You know, scary <laughs> things. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the devil's boogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have all those memories of being a kid and being so scared that I was touching the devil's boogers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, yeah, um, the place is really, the, the lights are low. You've done a great job. You've got... Uh, candles are lit. We've got some jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have playing in the corner on the TV on mute the film mm. Cannibal Holocaust to sort of, you know, really set the mood and make it as scary as possible. Yeah, it certainly is setting a, a bit of a, a spooky mood. I thought we were going to put on, you know, I don't know, witches or, uh, I don't know, um, paranormal activity. I wasn't expecting this uh, 1970s foreign uh Truly horrific film. Yeah, well, it's the only DVD I own, so it's uh, <laughs> it's my way or the highway, I suppose. Fair enough, fair enough. And we're both dressed up, which is kind of fun. We're dressed mm-hmm. up here for the intro, and uh, the I audience can't see us, but they yeah. have to take our word for it. They will, they will yeah. trust us. Um, now, what are you? What are you dressed as here, Michael? 
Now, anyone who looks at me instantly knows what I what I'm trying to be. I am. I can't because I can't tell. I'm staring and I don't know. Really, you can't tell. Well, no. I'll spell it out for you, James. I am Psycho Michael Barbaro, aka Psycho Barbaro. Huh? Oh, the host of the the Daily Podcast. Yes, the host of the New York Times The Daily Podcast. So as you can see, okay. I've got a little fake goatee. I've got the round glasses that he's so famous for uh, for always wearing. I've got my podcast mic here in my hand. And to add to the psychoness of it all, I've got this fake meat cleaver in my hand and there's blood dripping from it so I can uh, chop you up with it. Psycho Barbero. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Yes. That's, I guess, sort of cool. I mean, so the idea is you're like if Michael Barbero went bananas and just wanted to lay waste to everybody. Yeah, if he became maybe possessed by a demon or if he suffered some sort of traumatic experience (laughs) in his childhood or maybe gets bonked on the head and he goes psycho and then, you know, he can explain a complicated news event to you. Maybe, maybe this is... murder you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is like if, say, Biden gets in and everything becomes really boring and coronavirus is cured and then nobody, nobody downloads the daily anymore. It drops mm. from number one in the podcast charts. Barbaro goes bar bananas. And <laughs> yeah, he just goes goes nuts and wants to kill everybody. That's terrifying. I, I'm picturing him just sitting alone in his apartment, speaking into a microphone saying like, it's Tuesday. You're listening to The Daily. And then you, the camera pans and follows the microphone cord. And you see it's not plugged into anything. Oh, he's mental. And he's sitting on a... Uh, corpse. Wow. I mean, I'm gonna not going to be honest. It's not the coolest costume I've ever seen. I beg to differ. Dressing as a, as a podcaster. Yeah. I don't know. You're not exactly going to be turning a lot of heads. But All right. But well, interesting how about idea. you, Mr. Perfect Costume? You explain to me uh, what you're dressed up as. Because I can see that you are... From what I can tell, you're... It seems to me like you're dressed like the late elderly actor Wilfred Brimley. Am I... Correct. Well, it's interesting you say that, Michael. Um, I I could see why you would say that, but I'm actually mm-hmm. dressed up as Canada's newest rock star politician, Aaron O'Toole. Oh, yes, the leader of now, the Canadian Conservative Party. Yeah, yes, that's okay. right. Now, now it's really funny that you said Wilfred Brimley because, uh, to be honest, there aren't really a lot of Aaron O'Toole costumes out there that I could find. Um, but I was at Dollarama, and they did have a Wilfred Brimley costume, so I bought that. So this is actually a Wilfred right. Brimley costume. It's just it kind of doubles as Aaron O'Toole because they they look the same. Because yes, because Aaron mm. O'Toole, despite and we've talked about this before, despite mm. only being forty-seven years old, he looks decades older. He looks very much older yeah. than his actual age. Yeah, the Wilfred Brimley costume, I mean, it's it's totally him. I put a pillow on my shirt, but it, it, it's mm-hmm. crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, and this isn't Wilfred Brimley in his 40s like when he was doing Cocoon. This is like later in life, Wilfred. Yes. Uh, yeah. Aww. So, kind of fun. Now, how do you... I mean, this is going to be annoying. You're going to have to mm. keep explaining... Uh, that you're not Wilfred Brimley to people looking at you. Is is there any way that you can make the costume sort of uh, easier for onlookers to know that you are Aaron O'Toole? Well, yeah, Michael, if you look at my hand right here, see that? I'm holding oh. an audio slave CD. 
So that's how, because Aaron O'Toole, yes, he looks like Wilfred Brimley, but he's, he's, you know, he's 47 years old. So I figured he probably is in the age group that he was into Audio Slave, like when they were big, maybe like late 90s, early 2000s, I think it was. So, um, so I think by holding this Audio Slave CD, people would be, will, will sort of get the vibe. Okay. So he's about 45, 50, Aaron O'Toole. Right. That is very smart. Yeah. And I, 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 I and it's a banger. Absolutely. And you're probably right. He he strikes me as an audio slave kind of guy. Mm. He probably also loved um, another hard rock supergroup. Of course, I'm talking about Velvet Hammer. Velvet Hammer? Velvet Hammer was made up, I think, of like X, Guns N' Roses. No, and... you're thinking of Velvet Revolver, Michael. <laughs> Velvet I, Revolver. I can't believe Sorry. I one-upped you on your uh, grunge okay. supergroup knowledge. Yeah. Velvet Revolver. And they had uh, Fall to Pieces. And a, it was X Guns N' Roses and STP members. Is that? What um, it was. It was, it was uh, Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots and Guns N' Roses. And once I was at a cool bar uh, called Unlovable on Dundas, and yeah. I was there with Nick Flanagan, and I was telling him how I actually liked the the song "Fall to Pieces," <laughs> and he sort of um, was like, "Let's play it in the bar." And he, someone was playing their iPod over the speakers, and Nick put that song on, and then like a minute in, someone was like, "What the hell is this shit?" And uh, blamed Nick, and I didn't, I didn't own up that it was my idea. I just let Nick take the blame <laughs> that he played this lame song in this cool bar. Interesting that at a yeah. sorry, Nick. Um, a bar named after a, a song by the Smiths that the clientele didn't like a uh, Velvet Revolver <laughs> song. Yeah. Anyway, God, we're getting off topic here, but uh, yep. yeah. So I'm Aaron O'Toole. I've got the audio slave thing. I've got the Wilford Brimley look, and uh, I can't wait to get out there and. You know, I know social distancing, but we can be outside, and, you know, checking each other out. Yeah, well, be careful, because I can tell that um, the young ladies of Toronto are definitely going to love your costume. I think so. Well, they love Aaron, so. Yeah. Yeah. L- you know, LL Cool J, ladies love Cool James. Aaron mm. O'Toole should have a cool nickname. It's like L-L-E-O. <laughs> ladies <laughs> love Aaron O'Toole. L-L-E-O. <laughs> L-L-E-O-T. Yep. Yeah. The Otter. The Otter. Yeah. In bed, I'm the Otter. <laughs> um, there's one more thing I just wanted to ask you about this. So you've got your Aaron O'Toole, you've got the Audio Slave CD, but there's one aspect of the costume I just can't wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. And there's no polite way to say this, but you, sir, have got yourself a boner. It's a real part of the costume. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, you want, you're wondering why I have, I have one? Yeah. Well, um, you know, you, you often see with Halloween costumes, sexy cat, sexy dentist, whatever. This is just my attempt to, to kind of put a bit of a sexy flair into the Aaron O'Toole character. So I, I, I had a, had a Viagra and, and, um, yeah, got a boner, um, which I think people will get to. That's not hard to, yeah. to, you know, everyone understands, oh, right, you're sexy, you know, a sexy right. vampire, whatever. Understandable, yeah. It, mm. uh, you know, it, it, it completes the look, but mm. I will say it is, it is grotesque. Well, I, I hate to be a jerk here, Michael, but some might say you're, uh, you know, fetishizing a podcaster like he's some cool guy is grotesque in its own way. Nobody I knows who so. Michael Barbaro is. Well, luckily, well, I mean, a lot of people do 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 know who he is, actually. But um, I guess the takeaway is that Halloween 
is a broad church, and there's enough room for people of all backgrounds and religions uh, to dress up as whatever they want. I like that. Is that an expression? A broad church? Halloween's broad church. I didn't make it up, I'm not, and I'm not talking about the show Broad Church. Ah, uh, they did be- make me think of that in David <laughs> Tennant. Can we talk about Broad Church? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't make up the uh, the phrase Broad Church. It's mm. uh, someone else did. Can I just say I did watch Broad Church, and I feel like there's maybe eighty five British police dramas on Netflix about a murdered child, <laughs> specifically. I think Murdered Children is one of the UK's biggest exports, and so <laughs> no wonder they have so many shows about that. Um, so shall we do the other little thing we had planned, and oh, then do yeah. the little Patreon, or, or do you want to do the Patreon mention first? No, let's do... Halloween only comes once a year, so... You're right. We were thinking it would be fun to do to say those classic Halloween words. Of course, we're talking about trick-or-treat. Where, um, because of coronavirus this year, we won't have those little munchkins ringing our doorbells asking for for tricks or treats, and so we decided freeloaders, freeloaders, yeah. But they deserve it. Um, so we're gonna trick or treat each other, uh, and, and what I believe is a podcast first. Yeah, I, I've done a little research, and um, I don't think any other two podcast hosts have trick or treated each other. I think this is a podcast first. I'd love, I'd love to say we're going to get coverage based on this, but I doubt it. Yes, I'd love mean, to see the CBC.ca do an article about this if anyone's listening. Yeah, first uh, podcast host to trick or treat each other in history, but I doubt it. Off the top of my head, I know Office Ladies has never trick-or-treated each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Marin never trick-or-treats his guests. And mm-hmm. well, I, I'm 100% certain that guys we fucked do, do not do this. So, yeah, we're in a league of our own. We truly um, are. So, James, why don't I kick it off? Mm-hmm. Um, so, pretend you're at home. Well, I guess you are home. Um, ding dong. And you open the door. Okay. Mo- and you yep. see me. Open the and door. I'm Psycho Barbero. Mm-hmm. And I say... Uh, trick or treat. Right. So now I get to choose. Do I give you a treat or get, or see a trick, right? It's sort of complicated, but I yeah. believe that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to see a trick. Why would I give you something when I can watch a trick? Oh, I, was, I was hoping you would do this because I've got, I've got so many tricks. So I'll give you a choice of some, of some tricks. Mm-hmm. I can either, from memory, recite the Lewis Carroll poem, uh, The Jabberwocky. Oh. Jesus Christ. Or, from memory, I can perform Monty Python's famous The Dead Parrot sketch. Oh, so, God. Pick your poison, governor. Jesus. Uh, I guess whatever, whatever's shorter, whatever's okay. quicker. So that'd be The Dead Parrot sketch. Here we go. Oh Hello. Oh, I wish to register a complaint. Okay, you Hello, know what? I, I can't listen to that. Okay, here, just take a treat. Here, just take this. Take a treat. Oh, really? It's fine. I Thanks. can't listen to that. Holy... Holy shit! This James, this, you just handed me a iPhone 12 Pro still in the box. Yeah, you... no, it's fine. It's fine. Just take it. It's, I just bought it. I was gonna eat. Very it. expensive. I, uh, it's fine. My 11 treat. still works. It's fine. Just You're sure? I can. It. I can no, do the. No. Hello, I wish to register no, a complaint. No, Hello, no, 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 no. I've got That's dead fine. parents. No. Just, just, just take the take the phone. All right, all right. I gave you your choice. Thank you. Thank you. This yeah. is amazing. It's no problem. God. Mm. All right, so now do I trick or treat you? Yeah. Okay. Ding dong. Oh, hello! Look at you, young man. Are ah, it's look, honey, it's Aaron O'Toole. 
Who is who is honey in this scenario? I'm you don't have a girlfriend. I'm pretending to be a like a suburban father or like a husband. All right. Um, trick or treat. Oh, I'll give you. Why don't I give you a treat? And oh, uh, all here, right. here you go, James. Right in your pillowcase. What the hell is this? Can't you tell? Uh, no. Well, it's some of my very uh, delicious and famous homemade milk popsicles. Yeah, frozen milk, milk uh, made from skim milk, actually, so they're not uh, not fattening. Oh, they're good for the figure. And, um, yes, help. You want some more? I've got, no, I've got six of them No, I don't. Here. You know what? Ugh, this was a mistake. Yeah, anyway, this, yeah, let's move on. Thank you for the milk popsicle and the... They're Monty not entirely Python. frozen. They didn't oh, have... God, man. Enough time Can I just, uh, just... I'm going to put this on your table. Okay, we're going to have a... We're going to have a... Uh, puddle of milk on the table soon but okay well, that's fine puddle of milk wouldn't that be a good name for a, a new metal band well you know what if there were sort of a christian new metal band i feel like some it isn't milk somehow uh, think you think of religion somehow i don't know yeah yeah or it's like a gentler version of puddle of god, mud god's milk it's like part of religion yeah yeah <laughs> god's God's milk. Um, well, that was fun, Mike. I mean, it was, I mean, quote unquote fun. It wasn't really that fun, but it was, it was interesting. I mean, I'm glad I'm we're celebrating Halloween in this weird, yeah. dumb year. I'm having a great time. Um, well, we've got a really, uh, really good guest coming up and, uh, we have a really great chat with him. Um, but before Absolutely. we get to him, Michael, we should mention that, um, we have a Patreon guys. Yes. If you go down the stairs to the basement of the internet where mother has warned you never to go on your own because rude things happen down there. Um, if you go down there, you will see that the, what I'm trying to say is that you, we mm. have a Patreon. And if you yeah. go to www.patreon.com slash landlord tenant, you can uh, donate whatever you want to, to help support the show. And if you do, you will never be murdered that well i don't know if legally i don't i mean we can't really predict that hopefully not we definitely hope the people who help us don't get murdered i'm, I'm definitely willing to say that on the record um you I also get a, a bonus episode yeah. a month and uh thank you to everyone who who does it and if you can't if you can rate us and review us oh my god we'd be thrilled rate us and review <laughs> great character thank you um, well, Mike, why don't we take a break and come okay. back with our guest? Welcome back, everybody. Oh, let's get right into our big guest this week. Donovan Woods is a man from Sarnia, Ontario. But wait, there's there's much more to it than that. He's also a <laughs> singer-songwriter whose melodic blend of country folk and roots rock has won him legions of fans and great acclaim, including a 2019 Juno Award for the record both ways. His brand new record, Without People, arrives on store shelves November 6th. Look, everybody, it's Donovan Woods. 
Wow. <laughs> Hi, Donovan. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I I, I have seen, I see, I'm a fan of you guys, your internet personalities you. and your CD work. CD, it sucks to say CD, I'm sorry, but your comedy <laughs> albums. And uh, so I see the podcast being advertised, but I have not, I have listened to snippets of it, but I have not <laughs> dove in. It's yet. a big effort to listen to a podcast. Yeah. It, it really, really is. is. I'm not even joking. Like, you got to fully download it. You probably know the first 20 minutes you listen, you're going to be like, what's going on? At least to this podcast. That's right. That's, but that is true. So, so I'm many not offended. Podcasts, the first 15 minutes are like, you go, I don't get it. This is all inside humor to me. Yes. The first 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like the first 15 minutes of the Conan O'Brien one where he's talking to his assistants. Yeah. I'm almost out every single time. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of mean to his, his, like, I don't know. I'm like, get Tom Hanks out here. <laughs> we also made a really smart smart decision to give it a pretty complicated and conceptual <laughs> name that people struggle with. So that's really helped us, uh, I think, in the long run. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Well, um, I, I absolutely agree with you, James. Uh, and, you know, every week we do still get earnest emails or messages on Twitter from... <laughs> From real like landlord associations yes. in North America yeah. or the UK who want to genuinely ask us questions about, I guess, joining their guild of landlords to, uh, <laughs> to uh, I don't know, help uh, in- increase their uh, their power over tenants. And it's uh, so. It's what funny. was the original idea? Was that somebody was a landlord and somebody was a tenant? Is that what well? This is still did you, did somebody con- rent an apartment from somebody else. Yes, I mean this is still the reality that you're in right now. I am Michael's <laughs> landlord. Yeah, oh, and I'm right? a, I am a bad guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm the hero. Is I'm the hero of the podcast. Tenant, and this is yeah. you've yeah. entered this reality. This is what you're yeah. in right now. So are you guys in the same apartment right now? Yes. 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 Oh, really? You are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. It doesn't look like you. Are. Just you yeah, are. we're sitting here well, with you. You're sitting in the living room with us. So oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Donovan, before we yeah. all pressed record, uh, you were enjoying a scone, and I, I just need to ask: Was it a blueberry scone? Yeah. Was it a, what kind it, of scone? Yes, it was. It was a blueberry. Yes, scone. yes. My studio is right beside a coffee shop, and they mm. will often give as the as though I was a beloved barnyard pig. They will often bring over the <laughs> leftover things for me. Chuck it in the window, and I will eat every single one. Was it dry, really? or was it like uh, stale, or? It's sort of a. It's well, it's from today. No, it's quite nice, but it was crunchier than I would have expected. They normally are. It was kind of a. And she told me it was a bit of a. I forget how she said it. I think she said this one spread out. I think is what she said, which yeah. I guess is, <laughs> doesn't sound good. Jesus, how I was did like, you? I'll still take it. Give it in here. <laughs> how did you come up with this arrangement? It's pretty good that they just give you these free. <laughs> Baked goods. Well, they own the whole building that this studio is oh, in. So they're uh. technically my landlord. Well, technically, not really. Somebody rents from them and I rent from somebody. But so technically they're the overall landlord. But they, just all day, it's people coming out. You know, it's a, quite a popular community coffee shop. And I remember when we first moved in here, a lady, I was in line for the coffee shop and a lady goes to me, what are you doing in the new storefront? Because it's, the front of my space is kind of like a storefront. And I was like, oh, it's just a music studio. It's, she's like, so you don't, you don't, 
there's no, you don't do anything? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, that's not very good for the community. And I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks. Geez. I mean, you should become a real estate here. agent or a stockbroker or something to help the yeah. community, you know? <laughs> or do a pottery night, I guess, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, so you're right on the street. Your studio's like right, yeah, like a storefront? Right on, yeah, right on the street. It's quite, wow. it's not a good spot for a studio. It's very, in all my <laughs> demos that I make, there's people always go, is that cars going by? And I have to go, yeah, I'm really close <laughs> to the road. Sorry. It's experimental. Wow. Yeah, it's really vibey. It's uh, ambient. It's really vibey. <laughs> Now, after you won your Juno in 2019, did you start getting offered free meals or free deals and free products at stores, or is this scone thing a, a like one-off? Kawhi, like Kawhi's thing where he could eat free? No, <laughs> no, no, not really. No, <laughs> a Juno is like I don't know. It's not. I mean, I shouldn't disparage it. It's, it's please, a real please. Honor, but nobody know. You don't. Wouldn't. I'm sure that you've met Juno award winners and you didn't yeah. even know it. But. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't. One, this actually, I got some. Herschel gives me backpacks, which I really appreciate, and I wow. post about the backpacks. And I do actually genuinely like their backpacks. I have a Herschel backpack. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with them. They're great. Mm. They're great. They, they give they, them to I you gen- just because you're like a you know Juno Award winning musician. But to, no, but to be honest, they've given me backpacks even before, and like I was just still playing at bars. And I met somebody who worked for the company, and they said, do you want some backpacks? And they would send me stuff. They sent me boxes of stuff for years before I had anything going on. That's cool. And they've been very devoted to me, to me having backpacks. This is the scene, (laughs) I'm I'm picturing it now, years from now, when they make a biopic about you, a sort of walk-the-line style movie. There's a whole like 20-minute... Like sequence where you're just getting backpack after backpack as your career yeah, is like on the rise. <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. There's an there's an amount of backpacks in the house that are. Just the other day, Meredith, my partner, was like, "Can we give my friend this backpack?" And I was like, "Oh, I like that one." But then I had no <laughs> argument to why we shouldn't give the backpack away because there's more backpacks everywhere. So I was like, "Yeah, you give it away." But, yeah. Oh man, you should have stuck to your guns and um, had a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a fight. I've done a relationship fight. No, it wasn't. It wasn't worth it. There's a lot, but really, it really is nice of them to do it. Really, I'm really, but I am kind of allergic to the taking of free stuff. I won't do it, even to the point where my manager is sort of like, "You should do these things because it sort of legitimizes you in people's eyes that you know that companies take you seriously." Which to me is like. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, we're all probably relatively the same age that, like, it was not cool to do that when I was a kid. Like, it was the coolest thing ever was to tell corporations to fuck off. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. the only cool thing. And now I guess it's not cool anymore. Yeah, you're so. right. It, yeah, like, this sort of Instagram, <laughs> I don't know, culture, it's, like, cool to to want money and have a lot of money, I guess. You're right. Yeah, In the 90s, it was, like... like oh, it was the worst. If somebody did that, yeah. you'd be like, fuck them. <laughs> Yeah. I'd yeah, love to wow. be sponsored by like Ford or Toyota or like uh, mm-hmm. Amazon or something. Or Dr. Scholl's. Dr. Scholl's, yeah. I actually, Metamucil. I take Metamucil every day and it's $30 for a box. <laughs> so if anyone is listening for Metamucil, please, it's $30 and it's worth it. I have to take it every day. You take it every day? I do. It's the only thing that keeps my stomach regular. Jeez. I have a bad stomach. Oh, is that right? I, yeah. You got a bad stomach. 
Maybe I should take it. Should I take it? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I have a... I, don't feel, I, have I a, feel like my stomach hasn't been not upset since, like, 2004. Since oh, like well, we are very similar. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing that... Um, really? That makes my stomach okay. And, I, I mean, and it's expensive, but it's... You a spoon of it. You put it in the glass. You stir yeah, it up and you stir drink it. stir it up. And uh, try to take it at the same time every day. It's the, literally the only thing that, that keeps me going. I'm speechless. I had no idea. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And you've never seen this, and you're in that apartment all the time, Michael. You've never yeah, seen I, that's I do it surreptitiously, so Mike... <laughs> says a lot about your relationship, is what it does. <laughs> well, what, yeah. You're, um, you're joining us just before your, your new album, Without People, is coming out, and... Uh, it was recorded differently than your previous records because this was done under lockdown, obviously. Um, was that all done like over the internet, or did you actually get together with your your band in a in a room safely? Or we had one day where we got to be in the studio together. We had a studio rented for an amount of time, and then we had we only got the first day, and then the next day was the first day that it was becoming clear that it wasn't. You had to. Well, I think the lockdown started on the Wednesday or whatever. I think back in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In March, some point, and we had a day in the studio on the Monday, and then the Tuesday we were like, I guess we shouldn't do it because it seems like everything's going to get shut down tomorrow. So we stopped. But everybody really has like all of the musicians that I generally work with have little these little studios like I have now, where they just are kind of set up to work remotely anyway. And it was Mm. the only thing we missed was like it's really fun to be in the studio and get lunch and like make jokes and you know uh, it's that's really fun so we didn't get to do any of that stuff but th- it was like it, the transition was pretty easy and we did a lot of zoom like we'd be on zoom while someone was playing some parts or trying some guitar parts and we would just sit there and watch them do it over zoom and that so mm. that's how we did it yeah it's funny how like a month into coronavirus, you know, everyone was using Zoom and then there was all these stories like Zoom's actually spying on you. And everyone's like, ah, shit, guess we can't use Zoom. But then everybody kept using Zoom. We don't care. <laughs> like, there's, there's a peeping the, the... Tom at the window. And everyone's like, oh, OK. Yeah, it's easier than <laughs> getting talked... Skype. <laughs> Somebody talked to him and he was pretty cool, actually. He wasn't. <laughs> but every 40 minutes you have to uh, he leaves and comes back. Unless you have yeah. Peeping Tom Pro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember my business manager person in our first Zoom meeting was like, it's not good to be on Zoom and talk about your finances. And then the second hmm. one, she was just like, no, nah, it's fine now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seemed to be okay suddenly. I sort of feel like if everybody's having their data stolen, then it's almost like who's going to worry about mine anyway? Like yeah, if I was looking right. at could look at anybody's, I wouldn't look at my uh, emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you look at a rich person's. That's what I yeah. think too. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I think about. That's what helped me not worry about somebody breaking into my house when I was a kid. My dad would always go, "Think of all your friends, and think of the <laughs> cool TVs that their dads have. <laughs> they would never break in here. They would always go to your friend's house." and steal their TV because we don't have a good TV. <laughs> and uh, that made a lot of sense to me. I was like, that's right. Nobody would want our TV. Right. <laughs> I had a, I drove a 1998 neon for like quite a while, you know, like earlier this decade, like it was a very old, old, really shitty car. And it was a bit embarrassing, but then it was also like, I never worried about anything. If it got scratched, yeah. I didn't care. 
I ne- yeah. no one absolutely was going to steal it or break in. It's kind of freeing. Wow. Yeah, I had a Ford Taurus that was like that a lot. That was a 2003 Ford Taurus. I remember being at a park with my son, and across the street, I watched a woman back into it two times. <laughs> and then I was standing beside another dad, and the dad was like, I wonder whose car that is. And I was like, it's mine, dude. <laughs> it's mine, and I'm not going over there because I don't care. <laughs> I remember my, so my dad used to get like m- mild road rage if people were like cutting him off and stuff. And I, I remember him always saying in the car and not thinking anything of it at the time, but he'd be like, one of these days, I'm just going to like crash into someone and get the insurance money. <laughs> and looking back, that's, that's weird because he was like going to risk, risk his young children's lives just to like prove a point to someone. <laughs> I know. But don't you have a moment where you feel, I do have this. I have those moments where I feel like I have to teach this man a lot. Like, and it's, that's not true. But testosterone tricks you sometimes into thinking that you have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. how will this person learn unless somebody teaches them? The, I have a thing where I'll, like, if somebody drives really fast down my street, I will yell at them. Like, and suddenly I feel like I'm a tough guy who would do that. But this, I'm not. There's nothing I can do. But, yeah. Has anyone ever stopped and then, like... Roll down the yeah, window, I've and had, you're like, I've had people stop and say, "What?" And I'd be like, "It's too fast. You're going too fast down the street." <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> some guy I've with a Herschel on- backpack yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that on planes. This is like a, a Jerry Seinfeld uh, 1987 joke, probably, but with the armrest, you know? Because, like, I remember sitting on a plane where the guy just had the full, the full our shared armrest. He was using the full thing. And then yeah. I would, it made me so mad, even though who cares? And I was putting my arm on a sliver of it, pressing his arm, just so he'd know that I know he's taking up the whole rest. Did he move <laughs> his arm? I, I mean, maybe eventually he gave in a little bit, but I don't know. I would do that, too. I would do that. I, I, there's something wrong with me. But that's like <laughs> what being... People don't talk about that enough. That's what being a man is like. Is it's just all day managing mm-hmm. going like... What the fuck? Why didn't like the other day somebody? I was trying to go to Indigo the other day, mm-hmm. and I got it was like eight fifty five, and Indigo closed at five. I just wanted to get a thing, and the lady was like, "We close at nine. and I was like, "I just want to get a thing quick." She's like, "We close at nine. and then I was like, "Okay, this lady, I didn't want," and then a woman right after me went up, and she let her in. Oh, and then I what? I stood there being like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Yeah. Should I go back in and say what the fuck, you know? But I didn't do it. But I really want to. That really is bad, weird, know? though. Why on earth? I know. She profiled I guess the you other somehow. lady. The other lady was just adamant. She was like, "No, I got to go in Indigo. Mm. I got to get." And I wasn't adamant. I was just like, "Okay, I don't want." Because I worked oh. at stores, and I also I know that you know mm. when somebody comes in late, you're just like. Anybody who wants to come in the store, it's like the biggest piece of shit to you when you work at the store. <laughs> <laughs> what store uh, did you work at? I worked at American Eagle Outfitters in the Eaton Center. Nice. Oh, for okay. A while. Is that the one that's yeah. all dark inside, or am I thinking of... Um... No, that's Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to be a model to work at Abercrombie and Fitch, I think. <laughs> I didn't work there. Well, I think and, that and would I make... I worked at the Enterprise Rent-A-Car on Dover Court, like right up from... On the right side of Dovercourt, if you walk up from just oh. north of Bloor. Yes. I yeah. at that Enterprise for a long time. It was okay. And then I walked to that Pizza Pizza there, and I would get pizza yes. for lunch. It was a good life. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It's gone now. That Pizza Pizza is no more. I saw uh, that, yeah. 
I'm so sad at seeing these mom and pop. But you know what's still there and will, will always be there? <laughs> <laughs> Billy's Souvlaki House, uh, I believe, oh, yeah. is still yeah. thriving. Great place, cheap breakfast. This is right. This is on the. What's Kitty Corner? Is it Kitty Corner? <laughs> what is Kitty Corner? I don't know what that means either. <laughs> it's a cross diagonal. Is that Kitty Corner? I, I, that's yeah. my guess, but I honestly don't know. Interdimensional. I, used it. I don't know what it means. Whatever it is, it's got to be the cutest corner on the thing. That's what it feels like. It feels like a really cute corner. Cutie corner. Well, it is know. a cute Look. corner. Although, Mike, you know, speaking of bad stomachs, Mike, that souvlaki place you talked about, once we had breakfast there and I had an upset stomach at that place. It's not their oh, fault, oh, but it's just a location in Toronto where I've had an upset stomach. Just well, FYI. I guess listeners, you know, buyer beware. It's a roll of the <laughs> dice wherever you eat. These, it wasn't uh, their fault. Yeah. I have a problem. But. Have you ever had food poisoning from Pizza Pizza? Because I've had that before. On <laughs> really? Times, I, think. I think so. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Have you had food poisoning, Mike? Um, I had it once badly from, uh, and this is before I knew I was allergic to them, uh, a place where I had raw oysters. And I'd had raw Ooh. oysters, and I got I was barfing and shitting and everything. <laughs> and it was uh, then the second time I had oysters, and I also felt sick. It all clicked into place, and I was like, "Oh, I can't eat raw oysters." And yeah. uh, it's hardly a problem because they're not generally around. So, hmm. unless you're on Prince Edward Island, or yes. you know, that's when that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I went to this music festival thing at Prince Edward Island, and I was like, "I don't eat any seafood," and I don't know that I. Something I just when I see it, I, my body goes no, 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 don't have that. That's not for you, and I don't eat it. I don't feel really? it, so I'll say I'm allergic to it, but it's a lie. I'm not. Mm. I just when I see it, I go like even shrimp. When I see them, I'm like I can't. I ain't even fathom that anyone would want that. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't eat it. And then when I, you're in Prince Edward Island at this music festival, every fucking event you went to, there's a guy with like a bucket shucking live oysters, and everyone else when they see. No. An oyster, raw oyster thing. They're just like, fucking right, yeah! And they run over <laughs> and they like... And I had to so many... Over and over again, all day I had to be like, I don't want any oysters. But there was a part of me that was just like, I should eat one of these fucking oysters. <laughs> <laughs> just to see, but I never did. Is it really delicious? I love yeah. shrimp, personally. And yeah. mussels. Uh, how about you, James? Yeah, I like them too. But I do... You're right. If you... If you were an alien and you saw a shrimp, it would look the same as a big, disgusting bug. Yeah, yeah, that's what, but, that's what it looks like. You know, <laughs> I read that there's that in uh, there are cultures that they think cheese is insane. That they're like, oh, yeah. you eat cheese, and it's sort of yeah. true. It's sort of like yeah. milk that's it's, been out for a long time, right? That's I think so. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It, cheese seems a little bit like something you scrape off of the top of the barrel before you get at the actual stuff that you're trying you know, like a <laughs> yeah. byproduct I can see that yeah. I love cheese um, Donovan I found out something I did some snooping online I hope you don't mind and I brought it up in your <laughs> and intro and in person you, the peeping yeah. tom thing was yes. also oh, yeah. something yeah, you've been I doing I bugged your Donovan. studio <laughs> uh, but you hail originally from Sarnia, Ontario and uh, yeah. first of all, congratulations! But I think it's really funny to say to say he's from Southern Ontario, and that's not all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much more to you. <laughs> I think that's really funny. But um. we found out that you are from the same town that gave the world a certain Commander Chris Hadfield, 
And yeah, that's right. <laughs> whenever that guy is on TV or interviewed, he always says, oh, he seems to be, uh, he has his guitar out. Uh, and, you know, he's a very yeah. accomplished astronaut. He speaks Russian. He was on the International Space Station. But it seems like the thing he wants to do most in the world is be a, a musician. You are <laughs> yeah. a musician. Do you want to turn the tables on him and, like, go into space and pretend <laughs> to be an astronaut? No, no, I don't. And I made a joke about him that I got sort of in trouble with on the internet. I made a joke oh, about no. saying, uh, I made a joke said that said it must be when you're in the International Space Station, you must be really nervous when a new astronaut's coming, because you know, like, what if it's an asshole, and or what if it's a guy who keeps making fucking YouTube videos with his guitar? Like that would also be really irritating. Huh? And somebody was like, you shouldn't make fun of. The guy, he's our only, you know, you're from Sarnia, don't, that's really, you know, somebody gave me guff about it. And I was like, I said that exact thing. I said, I'm not trying to be an astronaut, dude. Like, I don't have to, you're not going to find me bopping over to the Canadian, asking if I can run the Canadarm. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't get me mixed up with the dude. But and he, I've also met him a couple of times. And really, he is like, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Really? <laughs> He's, I don't know. I don't know what to say about him. I'm sure. Oh, I'm I mean, so I don't curious. know if this will hit the news, but I don't. I have. I've been very freaked out by that guy a couple of times. Really? Like wow. we went to the. This is intense. We were at both in this. Sarnia had the 100th anniversary of Sarnia. 100 and just the centennial, I guess. Was that 100? Yeah. And he and I were both in the show, and we were in the green room together, and he. And I don't remember what it was about. I wish I knew what it was about. But he yelled at a volunteer there in the green room. Something about, I want to say it was something about a meat tray. That sounds insane. <laughs> but I do think it was something about a meat tray. Wow. And he dressed them down in a way that was like, made the whole green room just like, the vibe was so fucked after he did it. He was just Whoa. like, I don't remember what he said, but it was something it's like, why would you do that? Like why shit. would you speak to... Yeah, he he gave someone a whole bunch of attitude, and everybody in the green was kind of like, we all just sort of like tightened up, and it wasn't very fun after that. You know? Do you know who I am? I am a spaceman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then later on, I think John Wing, the comedian John Wing, was yeah. also there mm-hmm. in the green room. Who I think is, he's from Sarnia too. Oh, which I, and I I find him to be very funny. And then afterwards, I said. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to do a picture because he was there when he yelled at the about the deli tray too. So, and we sort of looked at we sort of looked at each other like, "Whoa, what's the deal with the astronaut?" He stressed out. And then afterwards, I was taking a picture with John Wing, and while we were getting the picture taken, I was like, "You're the guy who went to space, right?" And, and John Wing was like, "We had a good laugh about that." Sorry, that was just me relaying a funny joke I did. No, that was but good. I I do like John Wing a lot. I think he's very funny. I, yeah. I don't want to disparage Chris Hadfield either. It's pretty, you know, amazing being in space. But sometimes when people have an image that feels too manicured or something, like too perfect, you just, I don't know, you can't help but sort of wonder if, um, you know, it's sort of, um, I, what's the word I'm looking for here? created you know what i mean like when yes, people are yeah, too yeah. perfect an image you know it's like well i think you hmm. don't get to be an astronaut unless you're like a real type a person would be my guess that's yeah. a good point you, you're not so not you're a lot probably. of niles cranes uh in NASA. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the space station. Yeah. No, no. So I think he's probably just like a really aggressive guy. I don't want to take away from his accomplishments at all. Even oh. though, like, I don't think he even views Sarnia as his birth, as his hometown. I think he, he probably lives Milton. in L.A. now. Yeah. <laughs> Malibu. He says Milton is his hometown. Well, there is a... I remember seeing yeah. articles a few years ago that he had, uh, I guess, optioned his, like, life story, and it was being developed as a sitcom, and I just can't... Like, I, I'm sure it'll end up really? being a hugely popular... Uh, sitcom about like a young Chris Hatfield or like a guy in the space station with like Russian astronauts or something. But uh, stay in your lane, man. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it. You know, the mu- and it's like I know the people he did the music with too, Ed Robertson and you know these people. You know, I, these are all you know significant. But like when you get a duet with a guy in the space station, you're gonna do yeah. it. You're gonna. You're definitely gonna. Yeah. Do it, you know. It's funny knowing that if David Bowie were still alive, he would not have liked Chris Hatfield's version of Space Oddity. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder. I wonder if he would. Of course he wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't have. Of course. Donovan, do you know? Do you are you friendly with all the bare naked ladies? I know. I know Ed the most. I actually wrote two songs with Ed. That's on on this new record. So I know Ed really. Quite a bit, but I don't know the other guy. I know I've met them, but I don't know them all intensely well. Although just today it was Ed's birthday, and I saw one of them burned him really funny. They were like, "Happy birthday, Ed!" Uh, he's definitely almost uh, among the funniest guys in the band, which I thought was a really funny. Band, <laughs> not even the funniest guy in the band. <laughs> I always thought for sort of a, a such a fun band with like fun, silly songs sometimes that it just seemed to be a lot of fraught interpersonal stuff in the band i guess mostly revolver <laughs> Stephen page but uh yeah. just in a way you wouldn't expect at least i thought yeah i think like any time that you were in a band with people since you were a kid i think you like mm. tend to hate each other and the people who survive mm. are the ones who like manage how to not hate each other but i think they all i mean if that seems true of any band that i've ever suddenly been on the road with you when you get on the road with them you go oh this is this band is these two people, and then the other three people are just like, they do not fucking care about this band. <laughs> no, oh, interesting. <laughs> there always is a different sort of arrangement than you than you assume when you actually meet the people in a band. It's not never is a real band. Do you much prefer band. being Donovan Woods than being oh, in a band? So, so much. So much. <laughs> I prefer it so much. I Did wish you I ever use my own name. I wish I came up with a cool project name mm. like. Bahamas. I wish I was Bahamas, basically. Do you, do you know that but Lenny that Kravitz is, uh, he, when he first started the music business, his name as a solo artist was Romeo Blue? <laughs> Maybe you should take that and rebrand yourself Romeo, Romeo Blue. Red for Canada. Yeah. Well, that's nice for Canada. Nice. <laughs> Hold a press conference and be like, Donovan Woods is no longer. Please say hello to Romeo Red. Yeah. I'm now Romeo Red. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I would like to do that. I think it's too late at this point, sadly. But I am glad I'm not in a band because bands are really very often just fighting with each other. Most of them. Were you in bands pre- like previous to your solo career, like in high school or, or afterwards? I was in a band in high school called Trees. Not, oh, n- n- 
<laughs> not the trees, just trees. trees. And uh, it was not good, but it was uh, <laughs> it was like Smashing Pumpkins. It was kind of like Smashing Pumpkins. Ooh. We were trying to be like Smashing Pumpkins. And that was it. I was not in any bands after that. And then I played in the band for a guy named Andy Kim, who's like a right. songwriter guy. Yeah, The Archies. a big Christmas show every year. Rock Me I Gently. Was, I was Yeah, Rock Me Gently and uh, Sugar Sugar. And I was yeah. in his band and toured with him for a while. And oh, then I wow. got fired. I got fired. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He fired all of us. And the way we found out we were fired is we suddenly saw him on TV. He was playing on TV. <laughs> And we're like, oh, none of those guys are us. <laughs> I guess we're fired. <laughs> that's cold. Wow. That's funny. Yeah, but it was is, it was okay. He's a nice guy. Is the basic idea like when it when it's just you you hire studio musicians and and they're kind of doing your vision, and if you're in a band, everybody's got their two cents. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I am really in love with about. Um, um, I have like you know I I like to take other people's opinions, but then when it's the end of the line, it is my opinion mm. that matters. Like even if I'm wrong, we have to go for it. But yeah, having a whole bunch of people with, but you really you want people in your band or the people the musicians that you hire, and I don't always hire the same musicians to play on the records as I do to tour around with, um, but you want them all to do the thing that you want and you want them to have like really good opinions of their own but then at the end of the conversation you want to be able to say what you want to do which is what you get to do in my position and and yeah when there's a band it's like if the bass player is like i really think it should do this you have to be like okay darren or whatever you know like (laughs) i think that would be really hard yeah it's a friendly dictatorship sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 you know what? I'm just going to say it, no pressure, but Mike does all the music for our podcast. So if you're looking for a oh, nice. studio guy, you might, you know, when you listen back to this, check out the theme song. So yeah, Mike, you do music to too, right? Don't you make songs and stuff, right? A little Don't bit, you? yeah. I used to do it much, yeah. much more. Uh, maybe I'll get more into it. I need to get uh, some new equipment and uh, I need to get my guitar reset up because it's in bad uh, shape right now. Like an acoustic guitar or an electric guitar? Acoustic, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should take it into somebody and do that, because it's very... It'll give you a whole new lease on planet. It really I, sounds different after you do that. I can't wait to do it, and it's so funny, because under lockdown, so the old experience of, like, even as an adult man going into, like, a guitar store, guitar <laughs> store employees are, like, yeah. notoriously, like, surly and, like, sarcastic and intimidating. <laughs> I know. And they've been closed, and I called the guitar store near me, to just ask if their repair shop was open, and I got like that same surliness and attitude. I was like, "Hey, um, can I get my guitar fixed?" And the guy was like, "Nope, we're closed because of uh, we're, we're closed." And I was like, "Well, do you know when the repair shop will be reopened?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah, as soon as they find a vaccine for COVID nineteen." I was like, you're "Wow, kidding. you're what keeping that fuck? surliness going even o- over the phone." <laughs> yeah, to oh. a customer, like, what are you supposed to do now? Oh. Why would you like? How dare you call? That's that, funny. Honestly, music stores are like that. I fucking hate it. I <laughs> I still hate it. I hate going into the. I mean, we all know the one that's in the most popular one in Toronto is the one that I still. Everybody who works there is mad. Is I don't know. I don't understand. It doesn't seem like it's that bad of a job. I see you guys in there. They're laughing with each other, having a good time. You go out, you get a burrito or whatever. What the fuck's wrong with that? That seems pretty good. 
And then you go in there and everybody's really mad about it all the time. Mad that you ask a question or mad that you like, I don't know, man. One like, time I had like I had to buy this guitar case, and this was at a music store in Vancouver, and I broke the guitar case that I had, and then I said, hey, do, what cases do you have that would fit this uh, type of guitar? And he was like, well, we have the really, you know, we have just like the normal ones, then we have like the really professional ones. And I was like, well, I need... I want to get a really good one. So what's the most expensive one you have? And he was like, I was like, cause I use it a lot, you know? And he was like, didn't this guitar come with a case? And I was like, yeah, I broke it. And I was like, <laughs> and then I bought another one and I broke that one. And then he goes, what are you doing to these cases, man? And I was like, dude, that's not really like, these aren't your children. I want to buy a guitar case. Help me do that. Don't like <laughs> dig us deeper into a weird hole of like, and then I was had to be like, oh, I tour around playing music, and that's why they keep breaking because of airplanes and stuff. And then he had to be like, oh, so you want a really good one? But then he, <laughs> you know what I mean? He made me like, I don't know, I hate the interaction. It's like they so think much. they're at the vet. Like it's like they think they're <laughs> you're, they're handling living beings, and like they yeah, get to yeah, judge you right. on your treatment of it. Yeah, and they're the arbiter of whether you even get to like be cool enough to have yeah. a guitar or whatever. Like literally anybody can play the fucking guitar. <laughs> anybody on the street can play a bit. My uh, my old my friend was in a band, and he used to hate going into Steve's because there'd always be like a dude on a guitar like shredding, you know, and trying out a guitar. There'd be like a pressure to, I guess, shred to impress everybody. Uh. Can you shred, Donovan? If oh. I know, I know that's not your musical. You know, I have like um, style of I choice. Have what, I, what I have is one little, quite <laughs> adept thing that I can do, and the reason I have it is so that the crew guys at venues will respect me. <laughs> so <laughs> when I plug in a guitar, I have like a little hot riff I can do oh, cool. that anybody who's got any questions about whether I can play the guitar. We'll shut the fuck up after I do that little riff. <laughs> and right, that's he's literally legit. the limit of my skills. It's just that that's one so riff funny. that I show off with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that good of a guitar player, really. Not really that strong of a guitar player in, in any real way. Do you, So the past number of years before like the, the lockdown and stuff, because like, as a songwriter, you, you don't have to be a shredding guy. You're like you, more of like the full, you envision the songs and write them and stuff. I know you've been going back and forth between Toronto and Nashville, uh, working on that aspect of your career. Are you able to to do that over Zoom these days, or are you sort of is that on? Yeah, is everything yeah, moved we online? Over, yeah. We write over Zoom these days. I just finished like just uh, yesterday. I did three this week. Did all over Zoom with people from Nashville. Yeah, and it's wow. not bad. It's not bad. It's okay. It's like, yeah. not the worst. Do you miss going and being physically in uh, Nashville? Yeah, I miss, like, because I would go, I just miss being, you know, solitary, and I have a place there where I'm alone, and, and I can, I really am just focusing on that, and I don't have to think about anything else. Um, I miss that, but being in Nashville is, like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to, like, not eat everything all day in Nashville, because <laughs> so, everything is so delicious everywhere you go. I'm missing that on tour the most, like, tour is the, I mean, you, I'm sure you guys have done comedy tours, but the, when you're a music tour and you show up and, like, wherever and then you get to say to the people at the venue like where's the best place for us to eat right now where should we go eat right now and they go oh you gotta go to this and then every town you go to you get this you gotta go to this recommendation (laughs) 
It's so fun. It's really fun. And my tour manager basically schedules everything around uh, wanting this ability to be able to eat an amazing dinner every night. It's really fun. <laughs> That's fun. I miss that the most. Well, can I ask specifically about Nashville? Because we're talking about good food. Yeah. I assume then that you, when you're in town in Nashville, you always go to visit Kid Rock's Big Honky Tonk and Steakhouse. <laughs> Is that fair to say? That's right. That's right. That's right. There's a whole section of Nashville that's like a theme park, and that's where he is. Have you he been? Got, he, I think he got fined for being open during the pandemic. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty certain that he did. Um, but yeah, I don't go to that stretch of bachelor party Nashville where that you can avoid it really easily, which is nice. Yeah, but it's a really weird place in some regards. Yeah. Really? How so? Well, it's just like kind of like a. You know, there's people on those pedal taverns where they're all biking. Do you know those things where they're bike? They all ride oh, a bike. Oh, right. And it's like a giant can, bike bar. Yeah, and they can drink on that. There's those things all over. And that seems like just a very and, bad idea all over. Yeah, and everyone's drunk. Yeah. Everyone's drunk. Mm. And then uh, it's just like a really busy bar. It's like Las Vegas or something, the one with Broadway on in Nashville, which is just, just packed with people. It's really wild. But you don't have to look at it. You don't have to go there when you're in the town, really. But it's like um, the music, like like a top two music center in the states, is it? Nashville. Yeah, I I don't know. It's funny. They think like it's called Music City, but it's not. I mean, Los Angeles, I think, is more significant at this point. But um, Mm. it's not that big of a city. It's like the size of Hamilton, Nashville. It's not that big. So it's interesting. Uh, interesting in a way that, and then they have all they have like an NHL team down there, and they have all the. Oh right! It's just like really fun to have that stuff in a town that's actually not really that big. Have you mm. been? Is it the Predators? Is that the Nashville team? Yeah, yeah, it's the Predators. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting name. But uh, <laughs> have you been to? Any, <laughs> have you yeah. been to any uh, Predators games? Like, do people care about hockey in in the South? Like, that seems like a crazy thing. They do now because two years ago they were really good. I think they got to the final. I think they got to the Stanley Cup final two years ago. And now they all care intensely. But before, when I first started going to Nashville, I remember I was talking to the guy, the publisher that I write with, and I was in his office, and he goes, "Do you want to go to the Nashville Predators game?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll go to <laughs> like I." I'm a, from Canada. I'll go to any of that. Like I don't even like hockey, but you know what I mean. I'll do that because <laughs> why wouldn't I? And he sent. He just threw me the stack of tickets. They were there that week, and they played two games that week. He sent. He gave me all the tickets for that week to go, because nobody else really was interested, which was great. And I saw the, the Oilers. I saw them play the Oilers, and I saw them play the Montreal Canadiens. It was very fun. Nice. Do you like in in touring and like? Do you notice a big difference in the crowds in different places, like a Nashville crowd or a Sarnia crowd or Toronto crowd? I mean, is it like a really obvious? thing you notice yeah. yeah it's really different everywhere it's different really just in the countries it's really different america is like um um the big difference between the canadian like in canada they don't want you to take yourself too seriously and if you if mm. you don't make fun of yourself slightly like if you i don't know how to say it there's like it they're really really in canada you can feel them dying for this for like a self-deprecating joke or like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can feel them just like aching for it in canada that they mm-hmm. this like reminder that you're just like a regular guy and it doesn't matter and then when you do that type of joke in america they don't like it they're like no 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 
Mm-hmm. You're a musician. They don't get it. You're a, they yeah. want you to be like a. The, they Why would you, you say that? The thing <laughs> they want you to be the thing that they want you to be, which is like a serious, per, you know, an artist. You know, and then in the UK, it's sort of um, they want you to be really. They're really quiet in the UK. They're like for a folk act. They're so quiet that you're upset about it. Like you go out and there's the crowd is so quiet and respectful that you're just like, it's a fucked up vibe out here, guys. We gotta be a little <laughs> bit more casual. So it's an interesting sort of. Yeah. It's an interesting difference. Just oh, depends on what you like as a person. I I just found a uh, 2016 article. I think it's a review of a show you played in Kingston, and the headline <laughs> is, "It's a picture of you with a guitar." Uh, and it says the headline is Woods mixes songs with jokes. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? There you go. <laughs> from that yeah, uh, from that true. particular night. <laughs> so I do. Say, yeah, I, I joke a lot in between the songs, but I don't. I just don't have any other like. <laughs> I don't have any other. I don't know what else to do. I, don't, I love like, that I don't, if I see a band, it's great if they're kind of funny, and you're not necessarily expecting yeah. them to be to be funny. So then, when yeah. they are, you're like, oh, great. I think I get a lot of leverage out of that. About the people after the show always go, well, if you this fails, every single fucking dude goes. Well, if, you if you don't make any music, you got a career in stand up coming. <laughs> and I always go, no, I don't. I think like half of the reason it's funny is because I'm supposed to be doing something else. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> if a guy comes to your work to like give you a like a pep talk or whatever. If he's funny, you're like this guy's funny, you know. Like, but if a comedian comes, he actually has to be funny. He or she, you know what I mean? Right. There's no way you can just be. Yeah, the expectation is a huge. Uh, yeah. It's a yeah. huge part of it. Mm-hmm. You could do the, totally. the Justin Timberlake thing where you you get seduced by the whole comedy side of it and you sort of <laughs> arguably become more of a, a comedy personality than a uh, musician, like with him. Oh, yeah, I know. That guy, man. What's <laughs> up with that guy? Something's up with that guy, right? Like, what's yeah. up with that guy? Remember when Did he played think? the SARS Fest and it was pretty nice of him and then everybody booed him because he wasn't a rocker? They that? not only did they boo him, people someone people were like throwing bottles of water that they had pissed so in at him because he was volunteering his time. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Um, so Donovan, Sorry. you uh, you've written songs for a lot of big artists, um, <laughs> and and Mike made our notes here, including which I didn't know Tim McGraw. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Tim McGraw, yeah, that's the first one I ever got, really. Wow, first, how does that work with like? Wasn't. How does that work to write? You know, how does how do you get hired for that? Well, you don't like um, in Nashville. It's like the people like Tim, who are an art. Tim's an artist who doesn't, although he does write on some of the records, but he, he's not doesn't consider himself a songwriter. I don't think. So mm -hmm. he's just sort of, and these artists are sort of going out of fashion now. These people who don't write their own material, or at least like work on their own material. Um, mm. So he's sort of one of the. Keith Urban is another one. Probably those are the two most prominent ones in country music, who just record other people's songs. Mm. So they're just always looking for songs, and then that, that's sort of what your publisher does for you in Nashville: is you send them songs, and they decide which artists they might work for, and then they send them to those artists, and then sometimes they do them, <laughs> but more often they don't do them at all. It, it seems, yeah, that seems sort of like a lot easier <laughs> I mean, if you're just singing somebody else's song, you know? Well, it's also like it's a thing that, you know, it's a way that, um, you know, it's just like an acknowledgement that writing songs is really hard. Like the, uh, mm. the, 
the ability to be able to write a really good song and also be really good looking and also sing really good <laughs> is like mm. nobody like Dolly Parton that's maybe it like so mm. it's or like somebody like Joni Mitchell you know it's like it's really a rare ability so in Nashville they were sort of like just dealing with that rarity now they deal with it by just faking it in some way then you know or just uh, you know having them write with other people that uh, are really good at writing or whatever. But in Nashville, they were just like, yeah, this guy doesn't write songs. The the smart people write songs, and then this guy's really good at singing, so he goes and sings them, you know, which is an interesting way to do it. And I think it would be like really the, fun. Yeah, it reminds me of like that the old like pop model before like before like mm-hmm. Bob Dylan changed it, and, and like everyone had to start writing their own material almost like. Yeah, and if you watch those Bob Dylan documentaries, they, which I do, I watch whatever one like anybody like a baby could make one, and I'd watch it. But the <laughs> but um, where he, uh, his publisher was getting, he was turning in all these songs, and his publisher was like, "We gotta get these," and that's why the birds ended up with them because they were just before you know before they really realized that he was just his own thing. They were like, "This this weirdo is writing really good songs. We gotta get actual good looking people to sing these fucking things." <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's like the super hot people having songs written for them, not like the everyday guy uh, having songs, you know, written for him. Yeah, it seems like the, the really special bit. But Tim also is like when I remember when when I was on that record of his, there was a release party for the record. We went there and he was there and he like talked with all of us. And then he came onto the stage and was like, uh, and I'm going to pl- I'm going to sing one of the songs and then you guys are going to sing your own songs off the record. Get up here and sing your own songs with the band cool. off the record because he's like cuz I know you guys are all way better than I am. Like a, in a real not a jokey way. It was just like you guys should hear, you know. It That's was really cool. a nice acknowledgement of yeah, he's a really nice guy, like Tim. So you you played it on at his concert? You played your song? My co-writer got up and sang it. Oh, okay. I was, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow, that's really neat. Did you do any like parking lot or like outdoor concerts this this past summer? I did. I did one at, in Ottawa. I did a drive-in show in Ottawa for the Ottawa Blues Fest, and it was really well organized and interesting. But it was like, it's not, it's not. There's nothing to that. Right. We did it because it was like a, <laughs> nobody wants to do that. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, and they're in their like, cars. Yeah, they're in their cars, and you're being broadcast through their radio, and then they honk at the end of your song. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pure blues right there. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic blues. Um, and then when you, it's like, when you think of 400 cars honking, you think of it as like, oh, that will be fun. And but then every time it happens, it's very jarring, because when it's like <laughs> hundreds of cars honking, you, yeah. you, when you, whenever, if you've ever heard that, Something fucking really bad is going on. So, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of upsets your body after every song. That's a weird it's reaction to It's like after you play a ballad or something, a really like heartfelt yeah. song, just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of people in the Honda CRVs just fucking laying on it. It's not, it's not the greatest feeling. But it was, it was a fun night, and it was really well organized and run and everything. But, yeah, it was tough. Donovan, I wanted to ask you a question, um, and forgive my ignorance if, if you've already done this. Have you ever thought about recording a hit Christmas song or a Halloween song uh, in general? Because you can make a lot of money, from what I understand, from having a, like a sort of all I want for Christmas is you kind of thing or a monster mash. 
Um, I've done a Christmas song. I've written a couple of Christmas songs for movies, but I've ne- none of them have been successful in any way. <laughs> in any way oh, cool. But I do. Tough I to, wish yeah. I could. I don't have anything against it. Great holiday. Great holiday. Yeah. Was, I mean, one of the best. I used to like when growing up, my brothers and I had a bunch of um, novelty song like compilation records, and most I guess the golden age of the novelty song was like the fifties and sixties, like Purple People Eater or. Uh, yeah, I don't know, big um, little Red Riding Hood and stuff like that, or like uh, Wooly Bully. But I often think it would be amazing <laughs> to go back in time and just like write a bunch of dumb novelty songs and become like a multi-millionaire. Because it seems like it didn't take much to have a hit record, and they didn't even have to be very good. And it would be really fun to record a thing like that that was under the guise of it being old, like it was just <laughs> uncovered or something. It was like you could get away with more in that yeah, you should do that and may just make it sound kind of old from the vaults. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, like yeah. yeah. It's the funny part about those songs is that you realize, like when you look at, like you think of, uh, you know, like what's the uh, the bikini one, yellow polka dot bikini. Yeah, you think of it, it's like a joke or whatever. And then when you go back, it was like they're like it was number one for thirty two weeks. <laughs> yes. like, it was a legitimate hit song. Whoever so wrote that, it's like, like their Teen grandkids Spirit. are still being like put through college. <laughs> They've got like oh yeah yeah yeah. They're like it's heiresses. Like they, it's it's the, a teeny weeny when, bikini money. <laughs> when you look at the when you look at the um. When songwriters, my songwriter friends and I all make, sorry to say my songwriter friends, but we, we make a joke about when you, when you find it, hear an old song and then you go to the Wikipedia page of the guy who wrote it, it's always like some guy and that you've never heard of. And then his biography always says, born Brooklyn, New York, USA, died Malibu, California. He, he fucking did it. He fucking nailed it. He died like just baked by a pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a dream. Yes, so uh, last segment today, uh, we're going to do a segment Mike and I have done a few times called Draft Folder Disasters. No! 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 And that is where we all go through our Twitter draft folder and uh, read each other a tweet we did not tweet out for whatever reason. Maybe because it was bad. Maybe it was uh, incomplete. Maybe it was incoherent. But for whatever reason, yeah, we, did, we didn't uh, tweet it, and then we can uh, sort of have a round table and discuss the, uh, the, the untweeted tweet. Are you guys getting tired of Twitter in the... In the oh, I'm getting tired of it these days. It's making me sad. More than <laughs> isn't, it making you, isn't it making you sad a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to, Is like... I look, I look at it so much more now than I used to because there's just constantly insane stuff happening every day. Yeah, there's just crazy things happening. Every yeah, it's not as it's not as as fun to joke on it as it was maybe when it started. It, it used there's to a be little a little enthusiasm bit more, lost, lost. Yeah, there's something, and there's there's an element of sort of real experimentation that is gone now. It's definitely it's very yes. All like eighty percent of tweets sort of are the same. I think, and people who used to be super funny mostly have become uh, very earnest like political tweeters <laughs> so yes, that's taking the fun right. away yeah um, that takes my favorite tweet of all time is tim gilbert i don't know him the comedian fellow yes. he, yes. probably know. he is one of the best he has a tweet he doesn't really tweet anymore no. but he has an old tweet and my friend travis and i talk about it all the time it was a tweet <laughs> that, said, that said i came here to suck everybody's dick and let everybody <laughs> fuck me in the ass <laughs> 
and I've already sucked everybody's dick. <laughs> and that was it. That's one of the greats. <laughs> He's like making a joke based on the chew bubble gum and kick ass. You know that that joke of like yeah. I came in and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yep. But he's, you know, I mean, there's just oh man, we just died. He's we died. So we re- even just reading it out loud now, we still laugh. So <laughs> uh, Tim, that is so funny. Um, well, James, why don't you go first? Because you introduced the uh, the darn segment. Okay, yeah. Here is a, a tweet I wrote and uh, didn't tweet out. I actually tweeted it out for a second and then deleted it because I didn't think it was good. Okay, okay. Here it is. Fabio is lucky he was given a sexy name like Fabio. What if his parents <laughs> called him Darren? Which is interesting because you used Darren as a reference earlier. Were you worried that uh, Darren, the, the the Darren community, would be upset? <laughs> Darren Detition and uh, yeah, um, Darren Detition, yeah, from TSN would be like, "Hey, I'm really mad." <laughs> um, Not I think cool. I just thought, is this really the time to be? Uh, I don't know if I've nailed the timing on just you know digging into Fabio. It might have been. I mean, a it's a late. sensitive time. Um, <laughs> you, you don't well, want to rock the boat. A lot of people are on edge. Uh, so yeah. I can see that. That's right. Yeah. I have a, that's my worry all the time about is I worry that somebody's going to go, hey, it's not a time to be negative about anything right now. Yeah. And I'd feel Fabio's going through a lot. Even though, fat, who cares about being yeah. negative about Fabio? He's not going to be affected <laughs> by it. I'm sure he's pretty. Yeah. Well, I more confident. meant it's just, it's sort of a dated reference, I guess. Fabio. I mean, maybe he's doing <laughs> stuff, oh, but I, I don't see, know. I see. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. Fabio. Well, what a career I don't know. He I had, think, though. I think it's worth giving a little, giving another um, chance on Twitter, you know? Okay. Maybe I'll think about it. Yeah. Float it out there. Do you, do you want to go next, Mike? Uh, Sure. Yeah. I have just a really quick one. I guess I was um, some thinking about the Muppets the other day. Uh, no, it was, I was watching Jeopardy and there was a science category and whatever the, the, the answer was, was carbon dioxide. And I was thinking about the Muppets for some reason, got my wires crossed and I, have a tweet saved in my drafts that I didn't tweet, and it's simply two words. Kermit Dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much possibility with that. You had a lot of you had you left that you're like, I'll do a lot of work on this and then I <laughs> Kermit There's dioxide. something here. There's something there. I Kermit imagine dioxide. like a green gas coming into a room with floating eyes and a floating Kermit mouth. Like <laughs> You know, <laughs> don't breathe too much of me. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I I probably yeah. won't tweet that one. Hmm. Um, yeah, Donovan, how about you? Do you have a Do you have a hot tweet or a cold one? <laughs> just Just yesterday, I almost tweeted this, and I couldn't figure out what it. <laughs> it just says. I think I wanted to expand on. It. I couldn't figure out how, but it just says the Goo Goo Dolls are from Buffalo. <laughs> and I thought for a while that maybe just that alone would be really fun. Yeah. Like it, or I thought maybe it would be inspirational. You'd be like, "Listen, you, you, you're, you're feeling bad about yourself. Well, the Goo Goo Dolls are from Buffalo. Fact. And look, at, look what they were able. Look what they were able to achieve. It is great. This is like what a father can say to his son. You know, yeah, you can achieve anything. Did you know the Goo Goo Dolls sure. are from Buffalo? 
Did you know that even the Goo Goo Dolls are from Buffalo? <laughs> I like it. I think then you then you put you you play Iris on your iPod and you put the earphones on the kid's head. <laughs> is yeah. it like does the city of Buffalo commemorate the fact that the Goo Goo Dolls are from, like? Is there like a Goo Goo Dolls yeah, park? There's a Goo Goo Dolls. That's why I learned that they're from Buffalo. Is that somebody told me that it was. Uh, that Goo Goo Dolls Day in Buffalo is July the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> they gave they gave Independence Day. Wow! In Buffalo to the Goo Goo Dolls, which makes sense to me. Absolutely. I think my main Goo Goo Dolls memory is I saw Sloan play at the Calgary like Stampede grounds or something in the late nineties, and I was like a teenager and. Some random guy next to me was talking to his friend and he was watching Sloan for a second. And he goes, not as good as the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> and I remember I being like, well, you suck, sir. <laughs> oh, Calgary. Yeah. Was this during the Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> James, did that happen uh, during your lost summer when you worked for 1-800-GOT-JUNK in Calgary? It definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you work for One Eight Hundred Junk? That's a cool. That's an. I did. Time. Yeah, in Calgary. My yeah. Um, it was fun. It was fun. Is that where you're from? Are you from Calgary? Jim? No, but my my brother lived out there, and I went and stayed with oh, okay. him and did that. And okay. um, yeah, it was pretty fun. I worked with weird guys on the uh, on the got junk trucks, and uh, yeah, I worked with one guy called Dustin. And main memory from him also, we would go to Subway at lunch, and he'd get his sub. So he's telling the subway person how to make his sub, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll take uh, peppers, lettuce, tomato, and a disgusting amount of mayonnaise." He'd say, <laughs> and uh, stayed with me as I've aged. It's one of the grossest things I've ever seen or heard. Wow. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah, he wanted a lot. He wanted he, a lot. Yeah. He's he's he said it more casually, and he didn't get enough sometimes. So he's just found a yeah. way to say. Yeah. The most. Yeah. He must have. Uh, this guy must have got a lot of uh, female attention. You know, he, had the, he was the complete package. He worked for the junk yeah. truck. He was always covered in mayonnaise. <laughs> yes, he. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the junk yeah. truck. Oh yeah, it was the like it was that... like being in the truck with with DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. The uh, the guys that I worked at Enterprise Rent a Car with. The thing about them, these are not guys that I type of guys that I would hang out with normally. And they all, every time we got a paycheck, they would be like, I owe this whole thing to my bookie plus 800. They'd all be talking about how they owe their whole paycheck to their bookie. Wow. Plus more. And like talking about like my bookie's going to, somebody's going to beat the shit out of me if I don't give, you know, they were betting what? on football and betting on boxing. And I was just like, I couldn't even believe these guys. Wow. But they did I've it always- every week, I guess they I've always been fascinated by sports betting because I love sports and I watch a lot of sports, but I've never bet on sports. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't, it, but it seems like a weird w- mystical world to me where you would actually bet so much money on a game. I mean, I'm sure it makes yeah. it really exciting. Oh, I can't imagine it It makes it any less fun. It must make it really fun, really. like I guess, if you're winning. That's crazy. I think it's like... Um, yeah, like I, I can't imagine a friend of my friend Wes bets on he does micro bet micro 
That's hmm. where you bet. If you, when you're watching baseball, you can bet on like an at bat. You can go. I've like, heard he's about this. Ah, oh. yeah. In real heard, time, like as you. That's crazy. Yeah. I've heard that they they like in, when they imagine sports going forward. Like you'll be watching a baseball game in the in the stadium. Yeah, and like in your seat, betting on you know because they've legalized betting more in the states, I guess. So like you'll be betting yeah. more on like yeah, exactly. Like this pitch is going to be a ball, or this guy's going to walk. It's crazy. Yeah. That would be. It seems fun to me, but then not when you lose your whole paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, book, you even having murdered. a bookie. If you have a bookie, yeah. that's bad. Your life's not going. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. That is bad. Um, does anyone have a another uh, draft folder disaster I'm, they want to get tapped. out there? I'm tapped. I Do you know, have one, Donovan, or no? I have. I have. <laughs> This is not good at all. Please, please go ahead. <laughs> this was <laughs> this what um this was a lot of people a lot of people don't know this, but the Ottawa Senators will never win the Stanley Cup because they're not actually in the league. They're just allowed to play the games for fun, civic morale, etc. <laughs> so I always burn. think of, it's a I like to burn Ottawa, but then I felt like I would have to field People being upset from Ottawa. Right. Yeah. But I do feel like, don't you feel like there are certain teams, and the Buffalo Sabres are another one where you just are like, oh, guys, it's not, you're not going to win. There's no fucking way you're going to win. <laughs> I used Stop. to think that about the Raptors for years and years. It used to be like you'd watch the mm-hmm. finals and you'd be like, this isn't the same thing that the Raptors are doing. Like, they're not in, yeah. <laughs> they're not <laughs> right. playing this thing. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Basketball teams deal. that were doing it differently look like totally different. Yeah. You're like, it's like oh, I this even, is a real. In my wildest dreams, imagine good. the Raptors in this situation. Yeah, no, it would have never happened. It felt like it was, it was not possible for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man. Well, Donovan, this was a, a lot of fun, and uh, I'm a big fan of that t- uh, tweet. And I'd just like to remind our listeners that your brand new album, Without People, uh, drops on November 6th. And uh, check it out. We'll link to it in the show notes. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. And keep it up. Keep uh, keep up the good comedy work. I like, uh, <laughs> Michael, how you make fun of... A thing that you're always sort of making fun of to me is making fun of the uh, the identity of Canadians, of Canadian identity, <laughs> which I think is a really funny thing to make fun of. Because I think we're <laughs> fucking pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'll keep it up. You know what I mean? Don't don't you feel like you're kind of making fun of that a lot in some ways? I, I, like, I, I, <laughs> like on Twitter, I guess I make jokes about like Canadian uh, uh, patriotism because it's so it's, it seems so silly. <laughs> yeah, it seems so weak and like uh, milk yep. toast or whatever. Yeah. Our, Mike's our always sort of like, is. oh goody, Ontario's biggest pond or something, and there's a link <laughs> yeah. to a blog to yeah. article about a big pond. <laughs> yeah, or you say like. Um, when so, when it says like Brad Pitt's coming to TIFF, and you go, I hope he'll have time to check out the indie choir scene. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember Sting was in uh, Toronto for like four months doing his musical, The Last Ship. Yeah. And I think every day I was tweeting about like I just saw Sting at the base of the CN Tower. He was awestruck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that type of stuff is really funny because it's yeah. just the silliness of. Oh yeah, like this. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, uh, well, thanks you, Donovan. Donovan. That was really fun. And yeah, good luck yeah. with the uh, the album. And um, uh, hopefully, 
you'll be doing live shows soon. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really <laughs> seem like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for Thanks, having Donovan. me. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, hopefully some new friends. I'm Trisha Black, a queer East Coast comedian living in the big city of Toronto and the host of One More Round with Trisha Black. That's me. The podcast where I sit down and have a drink or two or three with a variety of guests. Folks that I want to get to know, people that inspire me, and friends who I just adore. It's kind of like an East Coast kitchen party, except if that kitchen were a studio and the conversation was the party. Brought to you by the Sonar Network. One more round with Trisha Black is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your sweet pods. So grab a drink and stick around for one more round. See what I did there?